0: Kickpod acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land in which we're recording this podcast, the Wurundjeri, Woiwurrung and Bunurong peoples of the East Kulin Nations. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging and extend our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to the Kickpod, your weekly D&M on the stuff that matters. (laughs)
1: Hello. 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 I need to speak slower. Why? Oh, maybe you weren't sitting at the desk when we got it. So, a lovely listener when we got emailed oh. an email. We got an email. Okay, emailed, mm. and it was. The, I'm not saying if you if this is you, it made me laugh so much. Okay, I wasn't offended. Yes, thank you for the feedback. <laughs> they were they were truly being serious, and when they said. I think the first part of your episode today is sped up accidentally in editing. Was this when you were telling and your story about dropping Holly, your lunch? shivers, that's because I was talking a lot. Yeah, but it was, you were just and trying to tell a story in a really short I amount of time. <laughs> I knew straight away because Nicole and, and Holly, some of our team members, who were sitting at the desk were like, we'll check and G, we'll check, we'll make sure. Like, is it? We'll have a listen. And then I was like, there is no need for anyone to check. I can tell you this is on me because I speak way too fast and I sound like I'm in fast forward sometimes. So I do apologize.
0: I think it's, it's I think it was just because you were telling there was quite a lot of detail in that story, and, and I was like,
1: I don't want to take up too much time. Yes. I need to just go 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 go. So just next like time I mean. you just take your time through your storytelling, <laughs> Anyway, that I have to say thank you to that person for that email because I was laughing my head off, <laughs> and also like, oh my goodness, I need to I need to improve. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but it's it's hard. It is hard when you're trying to retell a story (laughs) that you're excited to share or to get out. But it's lengthy. It's hard to (laughs) say it slowly. And it was a big, you know, what that story as well. It was a big kerfuffle moment. It It needed to kind of come out (laughs) frazzled like it did. (laughs)
1: Anyway, how are you? Oh my goodness me. I am a wonderful oh, wonderful wonderful. Yes. How are you? I
0: am I am swell. I am very, very happy. You know why? Good. Why? Because bar is in the app. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's one of our kick mentions, but I just want to get straight into talking about it
1: because I'm obsessed. Yes. Yeah, so, so what for anyone listening it's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. What, what are you what are I talking, I talking about?
0: about? <laughs> okay, so Keep It Cleaner has launched a new workout style. It's Bar Pilates, and we've got a new trainer, and her name is Kika, and she is a little rocket full of energy
1: and her sessions are hard they are next level hard and if you like pilates so it's bar pilates Mm. if you like pilates and you like hard pilates Mm. and you like to really be like my glutes are falling off in this workout It's for you. Yeah. So there's one I did and I'm still sore. You did it yesterday as well. I was going to be my special share today. Oh, sorry. What is it called then? You tell us what it's called. You
0: were the one who recommended me this, so you don't have to say sorry. But my glutes are literally like they're so sore (laughs) from it in the best way. But it's called lower body banded burner and it's a 15-minute session.
1: Yeah, because we have got so – We've been listening to all of your feedback and some of you wanted a little bit longer and a little bit shorter workout. So more we've variety. actually dropped exactly more variety. So we've dropped 15 minute, 20 minute and 30 minute classes with Kika into the app. There's 13 to try. They are so, I can't even explain how good they are. And it just, honestly, if you just like to really burn your muscles in a good way, obviously, you will love it. And if you have been waiting to try Kika, because we do have our seven day free trial, I have to say now's the time this is a good time to yeah. do it if you like Pilates style workout mm-hmm. and yeah the one that banned one it was only 15 minutes and oh my god <laughs> I have no it was really <laughs> and Kikri is Italian and I just she's just awesome love 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 her yeah good special share yeah I love it I love it and so no it's exciting and you, you can find all of her uh, classes in the app now yeah so exciting yeah so exciting do you have a special share we just said the word exciting, 85000 Well, it's, I mean, it's exciting. Super. And this is my next super back to myself. Look up more cinnamon. <laughs> cinnamons. <laughs> cinnamons? <laughs> cinnamon. <laughs> anyway, anyway, my special share is actually, it's funny, mine's not a book or anything mm. like that. Not yeah. that, it you know, it's like must be a book. But it is actually how I have finally got myself up at 6am. Oh, yeah. Good one. It's actually, so... For anyone, you might think that I'm an early, early riser. I'm not I haven't always been a super early riser. I kinda get up between six forty five and seven fifteen. Which is Which is early. I mean for, really for a lot of early some people, but some people get up at four. So yeah, I'm like, isn't it early? I don't know. Like Dan Kennedy, he's like, I get up at four o'clock every day and <laughs> yeah, like, he's okay. like another another. That's not gonna level. be. Me. Yeah. But what I did find is that I thought I just couldn't do it because when I was waking up at six, like for work Mm. if we had an early shoot or a flight or something i feel i would feel nauseous during Mm. the day like super motion sick and just like so tired Mm. and i just want to like eat a lot of sugar because i just am too tired right So I've always thought, I just can't get up at that time. But Dalton and I, because also we need to, if we want to exercise before we go to work and walk the dogs, you need a little bit of time to Mm. do that. And I leave myself like five seconds by the time I get home to literally have a shower and get out the door. And then I sprint to the train station and get so sweaty and it's just a lot. Mm. Anyway, so what we have been doing is to be able to do it. And this is something for, I just just wanted to make it very clear that I'm not a a. 6am. You know, people that just find it so easy to get up at six, that was not me. But I did get up reasonably early. What we did was, same with Dalton, we've moved our alarm clock back five minutes mm. every few days. It's very smart. And we've made, so it wasn't a big like going yeah. from, you know, seven to six an hour, which makes the impact. We also started going to bed at 9.30, like make sure we I go to bed at say, 9.30. you still need your eight hours. A hundred percent need it, but I'm getting more than eight hours. Yeah. I'm getting eight and a half hours if I go to bed at 9.30 and I feel really good mm. and I, it's been great. And it just, it was just doing it gradually. That's all I had to do. And it was five minutes every second day until you get to whatever time you want to wake up. It's amazing. Anyway, I just want to share that because I, it really helped me. Yeah, good. Thank you. And now for today's episode, which is one that I have wanted to do for so long, because I am, as you'll see from the name of the podcast, it is about life admin. And I feel like, well, I used to think it was something that you were even good at or you weren't, which is me. And so if you weren't, then you just give up. It's not the way to live your life. There is, it's too stressful. You know what,
0: though? It's funny because I went into this conversation thinking – because you always say that you're bad with life admin. Like, you always kind of give yourself that label. And so, like, I just automatically think that. But, like, even just the other day, you gave me a great life admin tip. Did I? Yes. When I was talking about my grocery shopping lately, my habits lately with my grocery shopping has been all over the place, which has meant that – Like it just doesn't get done basically. And I'm okay with being the one that's responsible with it, but I just, I wasn't doing it in a way that was uh, making it any easier for myself. And so we've been ordering like uh, takeaway a lot, which it's totally okay to have takeaway. We often ebb and flow with our habits with that. And I thoroughly enjoy doing it at least once a week, I would say, but lately it's been a little bit more than that. And anyway, so you reminded me that something that you do because you do what I do, which is click and collect often, right?
1: Yeah. But I've been bad with it lately. Okay.
0: Well, I've gotten on to Click and Collect and I love it, except if you forget to put an order in, then, you know, that's – that's not
1: great because then think you're not that's, that's the task. That's the one. You know, you can't turn up to your local Coles or Woolworths or wherever you shop. The and usual be like, Hey, <laughs> you know I me. need to collect. And they're like, Well, you don't have an order. So the usual. step one of <laughs> Yes, or, I need an order. Click and collect is putting. And you on. said to me, you said,
0: Why don't you set up a time in your calendar, you know, say every Sunday afternoon to remind you to jump on and do your order? And I was like, that's really smart. And now I'm going to do that, which yeah. is a life
1: admin True. hack. True. So I good on you. Me, when I think about life admin, I think of the fact that I've had a bag of dry cleaning in my car for uh, th- three months. that yes. I haven't taken to the dry but cleaner. But as Mia expresses in this chat, which is great,
0: it, you know, everyone has different uh, priorities and like what what they care about more so than others. And you know what? The washing in the back of your car or the spider webs that were on your car for months <laughs> is just really <laughs> let low on your priority list. I
1: like to support the ecosystem of spiders and let them mate in my (laughs) car. That's really creepy. Anyway, can I just yes. say something? Yes. We are not the experts, so why are yeah, we? You don't need to listen. You do need to listen to the podcast. Do not listen to us. Okay, so today's guest, Mia, who is the life admin. Don't worry, you didn't click onto this podcast and think, I wonder if you're thinking right now, like Steph and Laura are thinking they're going to give the tips. No, we have got the incredible Mia Northrop on the podcast today. Mia is a trained coach. She is the co-host of the Life Admin Hacks podcast and the co-author of her book, Life Admin Hacks. We hope you enjoy this chat as much as we loved having it.
0: Well, welcome Mia to the kick pod. We are so excited to have you on and we know our community are very much looking forward to this chat. (laughs) But before we get into our questions, we would love you to intro yourself in any way that you would like to. It's like almost not an elevator pitch, but how would you sum up yourself as a person or what you do?
2: What I do. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's a thrill to be here. Hello to everybody in the KickPod community. (laughs) I, so I co-authored, co-authored a book, Life Admin Hacks, with an old school friend, Dinah, Dinah Roe-Roberts, and we started this journey as a podcast three years ago, essentially because we felt like we were drowning in life admin. So now I feel like I've been on the journey. I feel like I'm a life admin machine. <laughs> I work full time. I've got two primary school age kids. Dina's the same, and we've gone from feeling very overwhelmed and in juggle town. To kind of, you know, most of the time, pretty much humming. So, you know, I can describe myself in a bazillion ways, but for this this session, let's say I have achieved life admin machine status.
0: That is a great status. <laughs> wish i could say the same (laughs) i think we can all agree uh when it comes to life admin and adulting it's it's hard you know there's a lot to it but i think when we think of life admin we often think to the obvious like bills and documents but it's obviously so much more than that in reality so what would you put into the life admin bucket Mm.
2: And it's, this is a great place to start because we found that when people are thinking about life admin, it's really just this amorphous bundle of tasks. And they don't have a clear definition of what it is and what it should include. So we define it as personal and household administrative tasks. So the focus really is on the admin side of things. It's distinct from housework. So housework is traditionally cooking, cleaning, laundry. But life admin is the stuff like Managing your money, looking after your super, your tax, having a will, it is meal planning, it is looking at your electricity and your gas and your internet bills and thinking, I should be shopping around for a better contract. Uh, But it also extends to you know what's usually kind of fun stuff like planning holidays, planning travel, organizing your social life. Like how many back and forths do you do when like you have to get a group of friends, pick a restaurant, all that sort of facilitating all of that is part of Life Admin. And in our book, Life Admin Hacks, we break it down into those categories so you can think about each of them as a little unit and think about what strategies you can use to get efficient uh, in those different components.
1: I love it. And I have your book, which is, when I got it, I was like, oh my goodness, we need to speak to Mia (laughs) 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 about this and share it. It's fantastic the way that it's structured. Um, And I love at the start of every chapter how it tells you, like, if you'll save time or money, and um, it's really, Mm -hmm. really helpful. So... Highly recommend anyone listening that, which I'm guessing if you're listening to this podcast, it might be something be <laughs> you want to improve on. So, highly yeah. recommend the book. Um, yeah. So, we wanted to ask, and this is when I say we, this question came from me uh, <laughs> personally. <laughs> I I know there are people in my life that are very good at life. I mean, I feel like they've always been good at it and they have everything together. And then there's the people that, uh, like me, just... It's funny because work-wise, I'm extremely organised, but anything Hmm. outside of that is a disaster. I can't prioritise it. Everything's going everywhere and it's like just a lot anyway so I put myself in the bucket of failing at life admin I wanted to ask do you think that people are born good or bad at life admin like is it a part of who we are (laughs) or is that a really silly question no it's
2: a really good question And people are going to freak out when I tell them the answer. But first of all, I want to say you're not alone in being really organised on the work front and having, you know, clear priorities and tasks and your schedule sorted. That's really common. We find that people have that all humming because they're, you know, they are accountable to other people. They've got to perform in a sense. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to their personal life, it's very laissez-faire. It's just a chamozzle. So you're not alone in that. You would have heard... In psychology, they talk about the big five personality traits. So these are personality traits like openness to new experiences, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism or sort of how emotionally stable you are. And the trait of conscientiousness is all about how organized you are, productive, goal-oriented, likely to follow through on tasks, you know, into process. So these are all spectrums. If you are really strong on the conscientiousness front, you're probably going to find life admin pretty straightforward because you just... Are naturally tuned into sort of being organised and being planned. It's it's in it is in your it is the way that you're wired. If you are the other end of the spectrum, then yeah, this might feel really uncomfortable and unnatural to you. But some of those other personality traits can also play into helping you build your strengths with Life Admin because if you're open to new experiences, for example, then you might want to try new apps and try new processes and try on new habits if you are emotionally stable, then you won't get so stressed out when the bills start piling up or you'll be able to approach things in a calm way. So even if you're not like off the charts in conscientiousness, you can draw on other aspects of your personality to conquer life admin. And I think the clincher for Dinah and me, so fair enough to say we were those people at school and uni that had very organized folders, everything was color coded, like we're very conscientious. But that didn't prevent us from being overwhelmed by Life Admin because even mm. though we were organised, we still didn't know like how to compare electricity bills. You know, you'd you turn over the back of the bill and you, there'd be those tables with the kilowatts and the supply charge and we're like, there's so much jargon. So what was missing for us was actually like mastering some of that knowledge and understanding what are my decision-making criteria? Which websites mm-hmm. should I go to? to get you know give me some shortcuts what is the a, a template i can use and that's what made the difference so for those of you who are thinking okay i want to get better at life admin uh yes grab the strengths in your personality but know that a lot of it is just actually filling knowledge gaps uh, and that will that will help in an immense way does that make so you I feel suppose... better or yeah, how does that make um, yeah you feel? i feel better, I feel better. <laughs> it's just the way people are wired <laughs>
0: Totally, and I think that's comforting for many to hear. Um, mm. And I think laws—you know—this next question that we had, you may have written yourself off, but then in a way, you know, what you got the book, so yeah. you're still like holding on to the hope that you're not going to be a life admin disaster. That there is, you know, changes that you can make. Is there like particular steps you would recommend? I, I, I think obviously a really obvious one would be probably reading your book. <laughs> yes, but for those start, on that end of the spectrum, start, Chapter One.
2: I think. Just on that point, like if you have like, I just haven't had my act together, should should I attempt to do this? The answer is going to be yes, because life admin is not going to go away. It's only going to get more complex as you move through different seasons of life. So you know, as you move in through your career, as you partner up, as you take on, if you buy a house, if you have kids. You know, it just, it just balloons at each of those stages. And even in the final season of life, when you're trying to make a graceful exit, you've got all this life admin loose ends to tie up. Like it just not go mm. away. So it's always mm. worth investing some time and getting this stuff humming. The earlier, the better. So that when those life events happen, you can just, um, you know, sail through it. So your question was, now I've totally blanked. Oh, where do you start? Is that the question? Yeah. 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 So there's, I guess there's two ways to cover this. For some of you listening, you might be really clear on what your pain points are. You might be thinking, I'm really stressed because I know I'm wasting money because I haven't shopped around my mobile phone bill for four years. And I know I'm out of contract and I know I could be getting a better deal. Or my home and contents premium keeps going up and I haven't dealt with that. So you might be thinking, I just need to deal with money. Or it could be a different pale point. It could be, I have no time and I'm stressed, or there's a lot of friction in my household because I feel like I'm doing everything, or you know things are falling through the cracks, or you're just stressed out. So depending on your pain point, you could leap into the areas of life admin that are gonna solve that. So if it is about saving money, then do that comparison shopping. Look at your household expenses. Start with the biggest one and just methodically work your way through that list. If it is about saving time, if that's your biggest pain point, think about how you can streamline your household with things like meal planning and going digital and paperless with everything so that you know everything takes um, less time. So that's one route. Like. Go for the pain points. And in our book, as you mentioned in each chapter, we talk about if you you tackle this topic, how much, what's the payoff? What's it gonna pay you off in terms of time or household harmony or peace of mind or money? The other way is to just focus on setting up your environment. And in the first section of the book, it's called Lay the Foundations, and it's all about setting up the tools, the sort of the game changing tools that make life admin easier. So this is things like a digital calendar, and if you're partnered up in a household, like a shared digital calendar, so everyone has one source of truth of where everyone needs to be. Um, Having like a password manager, we were shocked, lots of people might use password manager for work, but they don't use it as part of their, their personal life. They kind of just let their Chrome browser do a little bit over here, and then there's something else on their phone and bring it all together have this one-stop shop that's just logging you in all over your devices everywhere you go. It makes a huge difference in terms of time. Uh, there's going paperless and having a specific life admin email account. So you start to get all of your bills, all of your things to do with your home, if you have kids, all the correspondence from daycare or school or all the extra-curricular stuff. <laughs> it all goes to a life admin email It's separate from your personal email, so it doesn't get lost in the clutter and you can share it with your partner. So you Mm. both have access to it. You have different rules. It's like whoever opens the email has to deal with the email, (laughs) fill out that form or pay that bill, but you separate it. And that means that once a week, you can just say, I have my life admin hour of power. I'll dive into that email account, deal with all the stuff, and then I'll just ignore it for the rest of the week. Uh, And then there's lists. So this is the the five foundations, the five tools. There's having a to-do list. You mentioned that lots of people are organized when it comes to work and they'll have, you know, really clear to-do lists and tasks. On the home front, people might have a few things on their phone, some sticky notes on the fridge, stuff scrawled in a journal, or they don't have anything at all. To-do lists are amazing for dumping all the stuff out of your mind into something else, that can do the remembering for you and that you can can prioritize. And the final, the fifth tool there is having some kind of budget or money monitoring app so that you are confident about what's coming in, what's going out and you feel in control of your money. Having those five foundations will reduce the amount of life admin you have, especially if you go paperless and have that life admin email address and make all other life admin tasks easier because you'll have lists, you'll have time in your calendar to actually get to them, uh, and you'll be able to do them on the fly because everything will be either in the cloud or, you know, on your devices. So that is one other way to start. That was a really long answer.
1: (laughs) No, it's a fantastic answer, and I think it just – it's one of those things that, I mean, it's like everything in life. When you – and I – I th- I when I think about it I think about when I was at uni and I had an assignment or exam or something and I would think oh my goodness I'm gonna fail I have no idea what's going on but then I would actually start and read it and you know revisit my notes and be like actually it's all good but until that point the mental load for me mm. was like I can't even mm. look at this it is overwhelming it's and I feel like the same with life admin it's one of those things that when you haven't dealt with it it feels like you're overwhelmed you have no time but then when you actually just start dealing with it, it becomes, it's like almost you build your confidence up in your life admin and you realise how good yes. it feels when you tick something yeah. off and you're like, okay, I've got this, I'm going to do something else because that felt really yeah. good.
2: <laughs> that's it. You build, you, you taste that success and it builds that momentum and you can start small, do something little, give yourself a fist pump when you do it and it's just going to motivate you to do the next thing, you know. it's That's definitely the cycle that you want to get on.
1: A hundred percent and I think that then comes into our next question which is around procrastination and laziness. I think so often for me personally I'm not as a human a lazy person. I do a lot of things but I think I procrastinate a lot with my life admin because as I said I just think oh my goodness I can't even deal with this it's too much. Mm. What's the difference between procrastination and laziness when it comes to life admin?
2: Yeah I love the nuance of this question because Both of these feelings or both of these states can come up in terms of life admin. And I throw a third one in there. I'd actually throw in complacency as well. You might cycle through feeling complacent, feeling lazy or feeling like procrastinating about it, but they are distinct. So if you think about procrastination, you procrastinate about something that you want to do, but you can't, and you're actively avoiding it. You're actually doing something else instead of the really important or urgent thing that you should be doing. So there's this intentional delay. And when you're feeling lazy about something, that's often around energy, like you just, you don't care, you don't have the desire, it's a really inactive state, it's a really passive state, and you're kind of feeling apathetic. And then complacency is, you kind of, you're complacent about something when it feels pointless, when you're actually satisfied with how things are and you're not concerned about how things are going so for me procrastination happens when we're actually trying to avoid uncomfortable feelings we're trying to avoid discomfort and that discomfort might be this is going to be really boring or really tedious or really hard or take a long time and i'm just avoiding having to feel those feelings whereas laziness and complacency often happens when you're just not motivated. You don't have a sense of what the payoff is gonna be. Like you're like, it's not worth it. Like there's nothing really wrong. I'm, I'm just, I don't, you know, I don't need to worry about it. So they come from quite different states. Both of those states can be related to life. I admin. Mean, like you might not understand the benefit of shopping around and the fact that, you, you know, you might not be aware that you could save literally hundreds or thousands of dollars on your expenses by shopping around each year. Um, you might be cool with, with, with where you think you are. And then once you learn, Oh my God, like Australians pay something like $1.5 billion in what's called loyalty tax from not shopping around each year and just sticking with their same providers. Um, yeah. And you know, in terms of procrastination, you might, if you think about some of those tasks, you think I just, it's going to take me ages. It's going to be a whole deal, a whole thing, a massive production. And that's what we wanted to empower people with we wanted to give them the knowledge and the tools to make things feel easy because you don't procrastinate about easy stuff you just procrastinate about you know the hard stuff the stuff that doesn't feel good so if we could take away some of those barriers and walls and make it feel a whole lot easier then you're equipped to get into it
0: oh it just everything that you say when you say it, it makes so much sense but it's like you need, to be reminded. <laughs> you need to be reminded of these things. Uh, what about, I think, when it comes to life admin, especially if you're someone who procrastinates or, yeah, yeah, really kind of avoids getting it done, it tends to just add up and add up and the list of things that you need to get done might grow mm. and grow and grow. And that mental load is huge. When you don't have life admin under control, what impact can that have
2: on yeah.
0: your mental health?
2: Yeah. A substantial one. And this is kind of where this whole activity, like this whole initiative came from, because Dinah and I were just approaching burnout when we were juggling work and kids and the life admin in our households. And so it can get incredibly stressful. And, I you know, Brene Brown, she's got this new book called Atlas of the Heart. And the one of the first chapters is called Places We Go When Things Are Uncertain or Too Much. And in this chapter, she's talking about stress anxiety and feeling overwhelmed and these are the these are the words people use when they talk about life admin and it is this sense that it's too much I don't know how to do it when when you're in that state you know it's very easy to for your anxiety really to balloon and to stop sleeping to be on edge to be worrying all the time to be waking up in the middle of the night so you know one of those those payoffs that we talk about in the book is peace of mind, just knowing that things are going to be okay, that they're under control, that you feel in control um, because they do, they can really mount. So it is definitely something that you want to address before you get to those crazy stress levels.
1: A hundred percent. Such, such a good, good advice. And I think as well, the other thing that comes into it is when people are in relationships at home or they have a partner that they share the life admin tasks with mm. it sometimes becomes well in in a lot of cases if it's not addressed often one person which is often the female if it's a heterosexual relationship yep. will yep. take on the load of the life admin because it's almost like this stereotype figure of you know that's what the the female in quotation marks should do in the relationship which I do yeah. not believe in <laughs> so, <laughs> obviously not and I think that puts obviously A lot of pressure on one person and it's not fair for one person to carry that mental load and the other one not to carry any of it it's also a really hard thing to navigate with Mm. your partner and Mm -hmm. a hard conversation to have so do you have any tools obviously the inbox tool is fantastic to have that inbox where you both have access to it so it's both of your responsibility yeah but do you have any other tools that you recommend to people to have the conversation
2: yeah, you're right. It is. It's really fraught. And in the research we've done, it's sort of there's sort of friction in about eighty five percent of heterosexual households about life admin because it often does fall on women's shoulders. And especially in the last two years, in the during the pandemic, like there, there's so much media coverage about this exact thing that women were were taking on all the extra mental load and life admin of the way we've been having to live, uh, and it can be really um one of the first effective things to do is just make it visible you know at the start we talked about the fact that most people don't know what the categories of life admin even are and it's just this amorphous thing so actually putting some definition around it and saying okay there's all these tasks that happen in this household that the other person might not even be aware that you're doing so that's the first thing is to raise visibility of this. And sometimes people on their shared digital calendars will put a lot of the tasks on there. So it's like, this is how the time is being eaten up during the week. There's this um, great American writer called Harriet Lerner. And she talks about the dance, she's got this book called The Dance of Anger. And she talks about in some relationships, people get into these patterns where one person is over functioning. They are doing all of the stuff and they're making the household run, and the other person under functions. And they can either sort of take this complacent. Speaking of complacent and laziness, they can take take this sort of complacent stance or this this little lazy stance. Um, neither of these things usually work for the for either person. The person who's over-functioning is usually feeling stressed out and resentful. The person who's under-functioning might feel railroaded, like they don't give a say in anything, there's just things are just happening and they're on for the ride. Uh, And she she talks about some techniques to sort of break out of that pattern. A lot of it is having really awkward conversations. Well, it might not be awkward, depends on your relationship, but having those conversations about, okay, these are the tasks, I am feeling stressed about it, or it's taking up too much of my time. Can we talk about divvying this up in a different way? And in the book for each topic, we talk about and on a practical sense, how you can share this, whether it's meal planning or decluttering, or you know, owning different bills in the household um, so that you can split up this work and actually share it and not have one person feel like oh, I've got to be the CEO of the household, but actually share it as a proper partnership. One of the things she talks about, Harriet Lerner, in her book is is boundaries and how hard it is to actually say, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. This is going to be my contribution and I'm not going to do any of this other stuff anymore and actually stick to that. And the other person stepping up and filling that gap and letting them do the thing in their own way, because often there's also friction about, well, this is the standard, I want the thing done, and you're not doing it to my standard. And they're like, do you want me to do it or not? All of those kinds of conversations happen. So having boundaries, let the other person do the thing in their own way and letting go, knowing that you have one less thing on your plate. It's really hard. I'd I'd really recommend for people who are actually quite stuck there and don't know how to broach that conversation and it feels really entrenched, I'd recommend grabbing her book, Dance of Anger. It's, It's like in every library, it's been around forever, and it's really an easy read. But yes, making the tasks visible, talking about where you wanna put your energy and time and what you can accommodate and where you'd like your partner to contribute. And hopefully that being a really smooth and loving conversation and everyone nodding and just having a glass of wine or a cup of tea at the end going, yep, nailed that. Um, But also then really being strict about your boundaries and letting things slide if the other person doesn't step up, you know? It's one of the few ways you can't change other people um, you can only control yourself, but it's really hard to have that control or have that self-control, but it's the way change happens.
0: Oh, absolutely. I think it's, it's always a good reminder to, I suppose, encourage each other to have those open conversations where, you know, especially in a relationship that you can be really open with your expectations on one another. Yes. I think it's super important. Uh, and spe- speaking of that and also speaking of we've lightly touched on, you know, the effects of, you know, being on top of life admin and how good that can be for your mental health. Unfortunately, yeah. some people need more reasons to want to, to get on top of life admin outside of, you know, being being good for your mental health. So yeah. how does it actually save time and save money because i feel like they're two pain points that that a lot of people feel when it comes to life admin
2: yeah well let's talk about the saving money thing first because that's probably the, the easiest thing to get your head around so in terms of like where you can save money it's usually to do um if you think about your the biggest household expenses one of them is food so in terms of things like the cooking at home and meal planning and grocery shopping If you are meal planning and you know ahead of time, this is what we're having for dinner this week. And we're going to have these leftovers for lunch or whatever. And these need to be the snacks. You're making a grocery list. You're going and doing one big shop and then you're set for the week. You are able to make bulk meals and freeze stuff. You're able to take um, advantage of like discounts of things because you know what you need. You know what's in the pantry. You know what's in the fridge. You're like, that's on sale. I can buy two of that. That is going to save you a lot more money than if you are going to the shops every second day and every you know, every afternoon at three o'clock, you're like, oh, what's for dinner? I don't know. I'll run to the shops after work and I'll grab a whole bunch of stuff because that leads to massive amounts of food wastage. You'll buy things randomly at the shops that you never actually cook that end up dying in the back of the fridge. So that's one way you can save money around food. The other stuff is all of that comparison shopping. So things like if you have a home loan or private health insurance, home and contents insurance, your electricity, your gas, your internet or your mobile, all of these plans and policies usually expire every year. At at, even mobile phones now, you can get month to month plans. And the unfortunate truth is that for most providers, they offer their best plans and policies to new customers. Once you're on a contract and it's expired or out of contract, um, you'll find that unless you give them a call and say, I want to be a loyal customer, what can you do for me? You'll find that the better offers are actually offered to new customers in the market. So it's worth your time shopping around. And shock and horror, when Dinah and I were doing the research for this, we were like, how often do you have to do this? And for pretty much all of these areas, it was every year. So it's kind of, you know... I remember in the olden olden days in my parents' time when there was like telecom and there was the state electricity commission, you didn't have to choose any plans or policies for your phone or just the bill just came and you just paid it. They've privatized all of that. And the idea was, you know, we'll create competition in the market so people can get better deals. But to actually take advantage of that as a consumer, you have to hustle. You have to actually look at your plan and you get that email that says, You know, your contract's going to expire and you're going to now be on this plan. That is the trigger for you to jump online and do a quick shop around and switch or call your provider and say, this is my usage pattern. This is my history. You know, can you give me a different deal? And if you do that across your bills on a regular basis, you will save thousands and thousands of dollars, especially with things like home loans and insurance, because the premiums and the interest rates, you know, there's so much fluctuation and change there. You'll you'll save thousands of dollars. So if that doesn't motivate you,
1: <laughs> I'm not
2: sure what will.
1: The other thing- I love don't... that. <laughs> I was gonna say as well, with, with me, with, especially with the loyalty tax, that's something that i learned from Mum. Mum would do it every year i saw her doing it every year at home and so i learned that and then i have done that Mm. but i think one area i've been i've where i've now do it i put it in when i change if i change providers i put it in my google calendar when it's going to roll over because what i got caught in quite a few times is changing email addresses. And because the companies don't really want to make a big noise when they are telling you that they're just going to roll over your plan and it's gone up by whatever mm. they don't they might just send you one email and then if you don't see it it just <laughs> just rolls over Languages, and then you can't do anything yeah. about it um, And so yeah that's really important as well if you're not checking your bank statements all the time and if you're not if you do change emails put it in your calendar so then you have mm. another reminder I find that helped me) <laughs>
0: I just loved your idea before about having a life admin email I think that is like I can't believe I've never thought of that and I am 100% gonna go and do that because it's just a mess
2: it's a massive difference and I often with those other contracts often you can leave like even if you miss the you know the anniversary date so with, you know, insurance, if you've paid the whole year in advance and then you decide to switch, they'll give you a refund. Most of it, it's legislated or they'll be in their terms and conditions, but they'll refund you. So and I've had examples where I got my car insured um, and I'd, I'd already, I would already was busy at the time. And I'm like, I'm just paying the thing because I don't have time to deal with it now. And then I went back a week later and actually did the shopping around and found a much better deal. Uh And the refund was more than, the refund was like nearly two times more than what I was going to be saving with the new provider. So it was totally worthwhile to to go and do it. It's very rare that you can't get out of a contract, there might be a little disconnection fee or some kind of exit fee, but usually the amount that you're saving makes that little fee negligible. So, So never think it's too late. The other question you asked was around um, time, like how can it actually save you time? Uh, Or things like the grocery shopping example, if you're doing it once a week versus popping into the shops every other day, that's obviously gonna save you time. But a lot of it comes from knowing how to size up your life admin tasks so you can batch them. So when a life admin task comes onto your radar, we suggest that you think about it in three different ways. There's either The two minutes too easy, small task where you just take the Nike, just do it approach and you just get it done. Mm -hmm. So this could be, you know, something pops into your inbox. You've got to like sign a PDF and send it back. Those things can really stack up and then you, they languish and they freak you out. Um, You spend so much time thinking about them. You spend more time thinking about it than it takes to actually do it. On the other end of the spectrum, you have your hour of power And we suggest that you put a recurring calendar meeting for yourself to sit down and do those chunkier life admin tasks. So that again, you can stop thinking about it all the time. You put it on your to-do list so you know that you can do it, but you have this time set aside to get in a flow state and sit down and just bash it out rather than context switching the whole time and trying to do a little bit over here and then coming back to it three days later and just sit down and power through your list. So there's two minutes too easy, hour of power. And then in the minute, there's what we call 10 minute time killers. So these are these medium sized tasks that you can kind of squeeze in between other things. There are often things you can do on your phone. It might be like, you know, you wanna you need to buy a birthday gift for something and you just do a quick online shop or um, we seem to be filling out forms all day long, just filling out some other form and sending it in. Once you can start to think about the tasks in those three buckets, it helps you be more effective with how you're using your time and your energy, um, and often stop just thinking about them all the time or trying to do little bits here and there as, a, as when, they, when you really need a dedicated time slot. The things that um, that have saved the most time, I think for me, have been going paperless because if I get something emailed to me and there's a document that I need to keep, it's like coming in on my Gmail. It's literally one click to save it into my Google Drive and I'm done. As opposed to the envelope coming in the mail, opening it, having to scan it or then recycle it. All these little things just add up over time. And as you can sort of get rid of some of this like clutter, the paper clutter, the headspace clutter, um, and do things in a more methodical approach, you'll be spending way less time doing it and thinking about it.
1: Love that. There's such, such good tips. And I, I think as well, one other thing that I picked up on, on when you were talking specifically about the um, money and the loyalty cost mm. with cha- how we can save money. Yeah. One thing that came through with the community quite a bit in the questions was, especially as if you've never negotiated something before... You can think, you know, there's this big company and it's your insurance, and you know mm-hmm. it's it's actually really hard to pick the phone up and get it, talk to a stranger and say, "Hey, can you yeah. do a better price for me?" And it's it's something that we're not. I, I think through school, it's not we don't have a lot of uncomfortable conversations because often we get our parents to have them for us. So then when we're an adult, it's really hard. Yeah. Um, and so I think, it's something for, for everyone listening because I know it was a, quite a common thing that came up to remember that, you know, you don't know if you haven't asked and there is no yeah. harm in asking. It is going to be a stranger on the phone. You're never going to talk to them again. And what is the – like you could say $400. Would yeah. you – that's worth it. You know, it's worth picking the phone up for. So I totally. just, I wanted to <laughs> put
2: that And I, in. <laughs> You know, this is a really common thing. We put little scripts in the chapters to tell you what to say. Cause you're like, Oh my God, what do I, what am I going to say? You feel so vulnerable, but remember that all of these companies, they are waiting for your call. They're literally waiting for your call. <laughs> they know it's coming. They're totally ready. And things like private health insurance, like when you ring up, Um, All of this you can do online too. You don't have to actually talk to anybody and we only recommend that you kind of look at two alternatives because you're going to find a better deal. You don't have to boil the ocean and look at every option on the internet. Just talk to like two other providers. But something like private health insurance, when you call up and it's worth calling up them because they don't often have everything online, they will have their database of products. And they actually have all of the competitors products in a database as well. So if you ring up and say, you know, I'm with Bupa and I'm on this plan, um, you know, and you've called up Australian Unity or whoever and they'll go, okay, I can see you're on the Gold Rewards Hospital Plus plan and this is what you're getting and this is our plan and this is the equivalent. And they can take you through line by line. So this gives you huge peace of mind that you are very clear about what you're going to be switching to. Um, so it can actually be really helpful and, you know, some conversations, if you ring bring up your own provider and have a 10 minute conversation with them and they say, Oh, look, you've been a very loyal customer. We're going to increase your on-time payment discount from 10% to 15%. You just save yourself a couple of hundred bucks. They're totally happy to do it. They get these phone calls all day, every day. So yeah, you can, I don't know. Be like Beyonce and get, like, a Sasha Fierce persona or whatever you have to do.
1: Just
2: act act the whole thing out if you have to.
1: (laughs) I love it. um... I love it. And, no, it's good. It's good practice anyway, I think, just for general life. Like, we have to have uncomfortable conversations through our lives. And if we can practice on the stranger on the phone while saving some money, it's a good thing to do.
2: It is. You're advocating
1: for yourself, you know,
2: so we should all – work
1: that muscle as much as we can. It's important. A hundred percent. And to finish off, we wanted to ask her, now I know housework does not come into life admin. Well, I, I did actually, to be honest, I didn't know it before we started this conversation. But now we know it officially doesn't fit in. But one big thing that came up was, for a lot of people who have just moved out of home and they are navigating all the things that were magically done for them and now they need to do <laughs> themselves if you know if they, if they lived in a home where that was the case and it's very hard to manage do you have any kind of productivity hacks or tips for how to manage for example housework you know the show, all those things that just has to be done in the house each week I find that I mean, I'm kind of transitioning, but I was doing it all. A lot of people are asking. They don't want to spend their whole Saturday cleaning their house um, or their whole Saturday and Sunday. So are there ways to do a little bit through the week and little things that we can do to, you know, not leave the whole load to the weekend?
2: Yeah. This is, this is interesting territory. Like <laughs> we've been talking about this for feels like millennia. How do you get it all done? So there's a few there's a few things that came up for me when I, you I wanted to talk about this question. One of the things is probably the most controversial thing that we talk about in our community is outsourcing, and women valuing their time and deciding where to spend their time in alignment with their goals and their priorities. And essentially, if you were to outsource, say, like cleaning, the average cost for a cleaner is about thirty five dollars an hour. If you earn more than that, so if you're on like, if you earn more than $69,000 a year, seriously think about outsourcing your cleaning. Uh, You can get someone to come every fortnight, doesn't have to be every week. They might come for an hour or two hours and just do the major hotspots in your house and that frees up your precious weekend hours to do things that are actually more important to you. And there's seasons of life where you'll be like, I actually have time, I can do it. There'll be seasons of life where you're like, no, I need this help. I need this extra pair of hands because I need to be spending my time doing something else. So that's one thing to think about. In terms of divvying it up across the week, there's this um, quite old school website called Fly Lady. And she's this American woman who has this whole system of how to keep on top of your housework during the week and during the month. So she kind of has different themes and she'll have different days of the week for different parts of your home, different zones in your house, including your car, because some people's cars get out of control messy and it's got to be part of (laughs) the cleaning thing. (laughs) So she's like, your car, your bag, like people's bags get out of control, your house. Oh, I'm so bad with my bag. She's got like a full system. Tuesdays it's bathrooms, Thursdays it's living area, whatever. So if you want like that systematic break it up during the week approach, check out something like that. You know, this is one of those areas where you just have to know yourself. Me personally, I um, have gone through seasons where I've had a cleaner, when I've done it myself, I like to do it on one day in like a two hour blitz because I love the idea of just resetting the house. (laughs) And there's like one day where... We've got, we've set the baseline and then off we go. Um, But that's very much shared. Like I've never been in a household where I've lived with other people and it's up to one person to do the cleaning unless you've had the conversation and you are in charge of cleaning and the other person is in charge of dinner. Or, you know, you've actually had that, made conscientious, intentional decision for it to be that way, as opposed to just one person ending up cleaning the house on their weekend. So, you know, it's up to you whether you personally like to do the blitz, get in the zone, put in some ear pods, listen to a podcast while you're cleaning, um, or do little bits of the week. I don't think there's any, you know, there's no right way to do that kind of stuff. I'd also say have a good think about your standards and what you really need to do on what frequency basis, um, because everyone's different there as well. And... Uh, you know some of my cleaning habits. If I didn't have a cleaner, there are some things in my house that I would never get clean. In fact, my well, the last cleaner that I had, she asked me to buy a, a new vacuum cleaner, and I was like, no, no. I I just I'm never I vacuum sometimes. I'm not going to invest in a new vacuum cleaner. It's just not that important to me. <laughs> like mopping. Like I have a steam mop. I know how to use it. Sometimes it comes out. But you know, there
0: are other things that I'm like way more focused on. So I just know relate.
2: what's. Yeah, yeah. Oh
0: my gosh, I <laughs> knew this would happen with this podcast. Like I knew that by the end of this chat, I would just be going through ideas in my mind of like everything I now need to do, and it, it's happened in a happened. good way. In a good way. In <laughs> a good way. I'm feeling so way. motivated to just like there is. I've actually got a list on my phone already, so I've already taken the step. Yeah. I know what I need to get done. But now yeah. I'm like motivated from this chat yeah. to just get on top of it just and to start it. popping it in some sort of looping like reminder in my calendar. It has been awesome chatting to you, Mia. Thank you so much for sharing all your tips and tricks and insights. It's, yeah, eye opening, but like also just good reminders. So good. Cool. You know? yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I thought,
2: you know, I think it's been a pleasure to talk. And I just think there's that, you know, once you have awareness about things, then you have choices, right? Now you can choose what your next step's going to be. You can choose how you want to act. So hopefully, yeah, people listening, they're a little bit more aware of some of these things, but they also feel empowered to go and tackle the things that are important to them in terms of their... I love the fact that you've had lots of episodes around goal setting and thinking about values. A lot of that is important to know where to put your time and energy with Life Admin. Because you don't need to do it all. You don't need to do it all. Do the things that are actually going to be important to you and um make a difference in your in your life
1: oh, i love that thank you so much mia and your book we will put the link to purchase it which is so great it's also super cute look like the car it looks really nice on the bookshelf as well <laughs> it's obviously the content in there is awesome so we'll put the link to that in our show notes thank you so much
2: thank you so much laura and steph
1: well, we
0: hope you guys enjoyed that chat with Mia, as we mentioned. We will pop a link to check out her book in our show notes. And as for us,
1: that's, that's it from us. What do you think what, what As for us As for us, it's like we're at the end of a soap opera and we're leaving the set, and forever.
0: We are not leaving forever. We will be back in your ears next Wednesday. If you would like to try some of our new bar Pilates classes, you can join Kik via our website, www.keepitcleaner.com or on the Apple or Google Play Store. And we have a seven-day free trial, so it's a good time to trial.
1: Keep. We always have a seven-day free trial. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> if you it's haven't. a particularly good time <laughs> yeah. with the bar classes. It's a good time to do it now because you will love the bar classes. Exactly.
0: <laughs> and you can find us on Instagram at keepitcleaner, at laura.henshaw and at Steph Claire Smith.
1: We're going to leave before we melt some Bye. Bye. <laughs>